AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel, and welcome to Bar Talk. I know that you walk around looking for your throne. I like going in the friend zone yeah. You know I've been thinking about us on the down low The way you dance around to your own tempo The fire in your eyes tells me that you This is Bass, and you're listening to Bar Talk here on Australian Musicians Radio. (laughs) 
blank slate Trace the outline of my blank face I think you lost me in the landscape I think you want me in the worst way Soft touch Sour taste you give me Head rush I like to think that you were good enough I liked you less than the idea of us visual smell touch and taste sensation yes that's right it's me here big d daniel m pern the dippus daniel m perny coming to you right here from your earlobes from your headphones from your car speaker perhaps from your phone speaker on a train like some wankers i know that do that welcome Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another phenomenal episode of Bar Talk, episode 67 to be precise, coming to you from a very hushed and quiet, very late night recording session to uh, bring you the latest episode of awesome tracks from Australia and New Zealand and beyond. Well, you know, not really beyond, mainly Australia and New Zealand. But I am so keen because um, we have got a phenomenal episode for you coming up this week. Uh, You just came off two awesome, awesome tracks there. That was Luca George with Somebody New and before that, Same Time with Bitter Taste. Guys, I'm not lying when I when I when I said what I said before. When we have a phenomenal episode coming up for you, so jam packed, full of the best 
independent music coming out from this part of the world. And we have a great interview coming up soon too, which I'm really excited about. You got to get you right into this sort of warm weather vibes that we're starting to have coming into that summer period. For anybody that's listening from the Northern Hemisphere, and I know there are a few of you because I watch the stats, you're going to be thinking, what the fuck is this guy talking about? It's getting cold. Got the autumn winds or the the fall winds. (laughs) That's my terrible attempt at a late night American accent. If I could speak a bit louder, I would really, yeah, I'd go all ham on that shit, but not to be. What is to be is the fact that um, we've got so much good music, as I was saying. Uh, For those of you that have not had the pleasure of tuning in to Bar Talk before, what do we do? We play some of the best independent original music coming out of Australia and New Zealand and occasionally the Pacific Islands. And we interview some artists that are putting out new releases and talk a bit about the release, talk a bit about their music and mostly just talk a lot of shit. But, uh, yeah, you ask, uh, what did you just hear? Well, I already told you, but I'm going to go into it in a bit more depth. Uh, We started out with a phenomenal track called Bitter Taste by Same Time, who are a duo from the Sunshine Coast way up in Queensland, composing of brothers Tim and Sam Aitken, or Atkin, I That name always confuses me. However, you don't need to know. You know, sometimes I get things wrong. (laughs) A lot of the times I don't. (laughs) Sometimes I do. Same, 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 same. Same time I've got you covered with their uh, phenomenal pop sounds that they've got coming out here. But, uh, you know, keeping things in the family, I like it. You know, keeping, keeping that brotherly love coming along. And I tell you what, speaking of love, I loved this track. It was so infectious. Absolutely cool. Um. What I really liked about it was just there was it just had a great um, beat as the center point that the instrumentals built off. You know, just it wasn't particularly complex, but it suited the the role it needed to play so well. And then you got the vocals over the top of that. Oh, so smooth, smooth as hell. Especially the falsetto coming on on there, the high parts. Those guys absolutely nailed it. Uh, overall, though. What I found was really cool about it, and I don't know if you felt the same way, the song both felt really energetic, but chilled at the same time. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but they kind of nailed that sort of, yeah, not taking things too seriously, but we're having a lot of fun doing it. I guess that's the closest thing, I, closest way I can ex- explain the vibe that I got out of it. But same time, um, are very keen to be out of lockdown now. Well, the pissy little lockdown they had up there in, in Queensland, I guess. Um, but they spent, according to their own words, the most of their pissy little 2020 lockdown talking about, and I quote, going out and getting sloshed with our mates. And I tell you what, I was, uh, I, I kind of wanted to push those thoughts at the back of my head during our dual, <laughs> very long lockdowns down here. Uh, but I'm glad that you guys had had that longing thought all the way through last year. And cool, you know what? That's that's fine by you. However, you get like guys like to handle it, I guess. But um, yeah, they've been very busy, you know, playing a few gigs coming out of um, this last lockdown. Uh, and I guess generally over the last ten years, they've been really sort of building up their their repertoire and their skills, and which is um. 
really quite impressive considering their relatively young ages. So, great stuff, guys. Um, looks like you guys have got some cool stuff coming out soon and a great future ahead of you. So, yeah, guys, same time. Awesome track. Uh, after that, we had another phenomenal pop arc act, Luca George, a, our first Kiwi artist of the episode, uh, currently based in Wellington and only 18 years old too. So, he's a... Uh, Newly, newly christened with the burdens of adulthood. Uh, I'm pretty sure 18 is the, <laughs> the age of age of res- age of adulthood over in New Zealand as well. It's like welcome to the welcome to the hard slog, Luca. Um, not only is he a phenomenal musician, he is also a avid plant collector, and he has I love this. He has a uh, indoor plant business where he sells rare and exotic indoor plants. I was like, that's cool. That's, that's such a cool side project to have. Well, I mean, actually, maybe the music is the side project and the, the plant the plant breeding and selling is the main, the main gig. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if plant sales went up during the pandemic. You know, people want to <laughs> get a new, new project going. You know, they'll, you know buy, buy a new indoor exotic plant. You know, Luca, I love it. You're a very astute businessman. I like this idea. Um, the song, however- <laughs> yeah, what we're here to talk about was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, oh, the just so many great m- instrumental elements going on here. Just the beautiful multi-tracked vocals, and I tell you what, Luca, you got a phenomenal voice. Just really well suited to this sort of thing, um, and especially the string arrangements. It's been a while since we've had beautiful, go- gorgeous string arrangements such as this on. Um, a show on, on a song on this show, and I'm so happy that um, the strings have returned to form per se. But no, Luca, great stuff, and just like same time, I'm sure a great future in the plant sales business is ahead of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to get straight into talking about the two songs we've got coming up because we've got so much to get through, as I said before, and I shouldn't waste, I shouldn't take up too much, too much of your time blabbering on. Um, uh, the next two songs, weirdly enough, have connections to previous episodes or artists that we've played on previous episodes. Uh, first up, we have the phenomenal Emphasize the MC, which they themselves is not an act that we have played, but Emph is one half of the awesome hip-hop duo Emph and Treats, who we have played before way back on Last year in episode 23, uh, we played one of their previous singles. And Emph has just released a brand new single, Ventilation, featuring Callie Jade. Now, Emphasize is a phenomenal producer and artist. A self-produced song uh, featuring, as I said, the gorgeous vocals of Callie Jade, which was certainly a great standout and provided a great anchor point to the song. So, awesome vocals, Kelly, and really cool flow. I, I do love how it's just such a well-done hip-hop track just between those, you know, the laid-back vocal rhythms that's going on, both with Emph and Kelly, uh, and as well as the muted piano loop that's going on. It's just what I call a a sonic pleasure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll hear it too, uh, Emph, but nice Rick and Morty reference. I see you are also a true man of culture. Listen to the vocals. You'll know exactly what I mean when it comes up if you are a fan of said said show. Um, not nice to <laughs> nice to get the a pop culture reference that I actually recognize for once. But no, overall, just a beautiful track and sent in them by themselves. Um, 
which is a really good reminder, guys, if you are an independent artist from Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands, please send in your tracks, like emphasize. Please send them in to uh, com because you never know if it's as good as this, we might play it. After that, though, we have, as I said, another artist that has a connection to a previous episode. If you take yourselves way back to episode 48, we played a Katanak or Katana K's song Sunday featuring an artist called Jules. Now, Jules is now known as Cools with a K rather than a J. And they have released their newest, well, not the newest, actually, their only <laughs> single <laughs> under their own name, their debut single. So, welcome to the club of releasing music, Cools. It's called Beach Days and it's featuring um, Lemare or Lamari, Lamar. I'm still fucking up these pronunciations, but yeah, f- featuring Lemare, I think, and Scopes, who both have feature verses on this track as well. So, I love it. We've got two good rap songs this week. I love it. Um, yeah, Cools uh, also sent in the song themselves, which is another great reminder to send in your music to amrairplayatmail.com. Uh, and it is just turning up that aforementioned summer vibe all the way to 10. Um, it's definitely the sort of windows down, cruising down the Esplanade on a Sunday Arvo kind of song, you know, wind flowing through your hair, putting on these awesome tracks. Um, I particularly liked Cools, that little pivot to the electric guitar in that second refrain and onwards just added this nice touch that was so good. Uh, but apart from that, there's so many cool little uh, understated musical elements. And it, it just overall it adds up to a very tasty track that is definitely uh, radio fodder of the best kind. <laughs> but um, yeah, the song co-written with Scopes and of course featuring um, Le Maire as well on the verses there. Really cool collab, really cool collab. And it's, it's great to see that collaboration <laughs> coming up. Uh, Beach Days is going to be on Cools' self-titled EP, which is coming out early next year. So, I'm very keen to hear more of that when it does come out into the new year. Um, go and check out all the artists that I've just mentioned too, if you like them, as well as any of the ones that we haven't played yet. If you like them, go and support them. It's really good to do that. You know, tell tell them that you love them. You know, they, I'm sure they really appreciate it. <laughs> Actually, they do. In all seriousness, they do. But I do want to play the songs. I'm very keen to get onto them now. So, you are about to hear Emphasize the MC with Event Elation featuring Callie Jade and Cools with Beach Days featuring La Mer and Scopes right here on Bar Talk. We'll be back soon with more doodly doodly doodling songs, guys. The green with the touch of a golfer Still got dreams for hip-hop as a culture Still don't wanna see the scene start to rot From the fiends at the top on the rock of Gibraltar Pop, pop, no clock in your holster They're going to war, we don't got to be soldiers Heads up, I got a lot on my shoulders And I'll quit spitting when I stop getting older I'm not letting go of this feeling of harness Deal with the hardship, the dearly departed Clearly the heart was allowed to speak and I got a son now, new mouth to feed Found peace in his eyes, new drive in me Shift gears into fit to provide the things That the little fella needs till he finds his wings And he was birthed by a queen, next in line to be king
nudge from the nest to glide the night sky ain't a limit when you're ready to fly he bedside every night he'd be steadily fine a bed star kind of guy but not ready to die he dreams big leave lids flip when he sings and we leave when the job's done like me six yeah still remember when we begged for a show selling arm and leg for a show still get asked to play for exposure promoters don't know exactly what it takes to make a live show explosive our right flows for closure peace relief and take a leap of faith in the name of beliefs still got the best strains to blaze still go insane on the stage still camp at the rave yeah this flows a hen's teeth so take note when M speaks none of us are promised our next weeks Something special So my biggest fear is having no success And I'm so obsessed with this broken mess We call life trying to piece together something nice And you can ask any head about an infantry set Make you need a deeper breath Everybody leaving wreck Need rest from social media and news feeds Seems the problems of the world are too deep for me I hope you find peace when you play this song It's when I let my hair down but it's way too long Skip along to the beat, won't repeat my wrongs I keep peace in my heart it's breathing strong, this is my medication My meditation, my ventilation The only way that I can navigate this endless maze of mental patience The pen and paper, repenting later I met my maker as a friend in nature levitating ah. This is Suze, and you're listening to Bar Talk. Beach days turning into late nights. Sunshine, let me dead in the eye. What's the time? It's the sun. Realign, redefine in my mind. Beach days turning into late nights. Sunshine, let me dead in the eye. And I certainly realize everything's happened purposely And I'm sitting right where I'm supposed to be Been strong, head high like I'm supposed to be And I need space to just breathe A place to just be It's likely I'll see the changes Gave you what you need This life just a dream I've just seen it rearranged it I just need some time for myself to heal I just wanna feel, man, something real People keep on telling me just how to deal This is how I deal Come on Trying to 
put the effort in. This is getting longer, all the rappers that I'm better than. Building up the kingdom, yeah, you know we getting settled in. Trying to get the money up to put her in a wedding ring. I'm on the move, penning lyrics in the lunchroom. Spit them at the show, getting rowdy in the front row. You don't even know it when I'm touring, it's a must go. Hanging with the bros, how we leaving, brother? Fuck no. So take a seat and relax, just take a sip of Shiraz. Yeah, baby, know that I'm yours. Ain't talking Jason Mraz. I let the stereo play, it's slow and slow in the back. I know somewhere we can go, but I'd rather kick it with you. It's been a minute, ain't no limit to the fun that we have. Know what the gist is with the misses every day, that's a fact. Ain't a cap, it's confidence where I lack. But when I'm with the sweat of God, it's like I'm head of the pack. You feel me? was the uh, gorgeously, gorgeously smooth sounds of Cools with Beach Days featuring Lemaire and Scopes. And before that, emphasise the MC with Ventilation featuring Callie Jade right here on Bar Talk on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? Coming right at you with just pure gold. Um and some might say pure sugar hits. It's a little uh, hint for what's coming up with the next song. Don't look in the don't look in the episode description. It'll give it away, folks. No, uh, in all seriousness, though, I want to very briefly mention because uh, you know we like to we like to spruik the other shows that AMR does on this podcast um, by mentioning the latest episode of AMR Quiz Fizz, episode eight. What's AMR Quiz Fizz, you ask? Well, you know, you obviously haven't been listening over the last few episodes. AMR Quiz Fizz is the newest addition to the AMR podcast podcast round, so I guess you can call it. The AMR podcast family. Yeah, I guess it's best. I guess we're a family. <laughs> Reluctantly. But in all seriousness, though, AMR Quiz Fizz is an awesome show, which you should totally get around via our website, australianmusiciansradio.com. It is a quiz show. Um, hosted and you know organised by our lovely station manager Gareth and of course um, Susie, 
and they put together a cool show with guests. Uh, apparently, I should be on there soon. I keep saying this, but, you know, fingers crossed I'll be on there soon. Fingers crossed. And they get guests on to um, ask questions about their music. And they were very lucky to have Andrew Stockdale from The One, The Only, Wolf Mother. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, come on to ask them some questions uh, in relation to their new album. So, <laughs> go, and give that a, go and give that a little squeeze. Um, because every week they've got new, new guests in and new um, artists uh, feature featuring their music and, uh, you know, featuring some cheeky questions. But it's a fun time. It's a fun listen. And uh, Gareth and Susie are very proud of, of their work on that show. And for good reason. It's a fun time. So, go and check out um, AMR Quiz Fizz via Australian Musicians Radio when you get a chance. Now, uh, this week- I should probably talk about the artist I interviewed this week. Uh, if you haven't already seen the title, you know that I had an absolute blast chatting to the awesome South Coast musician, Joe Mungovan. And he put out, speaking of albums, he put out a great one recently called A Flower in the Weeds. And it was a great listen. It was a great album. And honestly, a phenomenal little chat. We had, we had a bit old in-depth chat about the making of the record because, uh, yeah, his experiences over the last year or two, very unique. Not, not everyone's been through the same thing. But I'll tell you what, Joe put, Joe put together, clapped his hands together, rubbed them together, got extra chafed and uh, knuckled down to write and record um, his new album, which he's just put out, as I was mentioning. And, uh, yeah, that's that interview's coming out real shortly, but not before, guys, we do play uh, another song, Sugar by Dorsal Fins. Now, that name has definitely been mentioned on a previous episode, number 26 to be precise, because on that episode, you will remember, we interviewed ex-Olympian, aka Liam McGorry, who is indeed one of the founding members of Dorsal Fins. So, uh, Dorsal Fins have been, well, they were up until, you know, the release of this latest single, dormant for about five years. Uh, so, they finally got their act together and, <laughs> and decided to release some new music. But yes, um, at the moment, Dorsal Fins are taking up the moniker of a trio of phenomenal musicians, including uh, Liam from Ex Olympian. And this is, I tell you what, this is the sugar hit that I was talking about before. It's so cool. It's so cool. Um, I was going to pick one instrument from just the slew of the ones played throughout the song, like to just highlight how good it is. But I, I honestly cannot because <laughs> they were all like just all the playing in throughout the entire song is just really good. Um, I honestly swear I can hear like six different types of synthesizers and each one is just as cool as the next or as the last. I, I They all fill different roles, you know, in the uh, auditory spectrum or in different parts of the song and they, oh, they, they sound amazing. Just great bit of production on this one and a great, great instrumental choices. And- Actually, yeah, in, in particular, I will mention the vocal and bass interplay in the chorus was just bloody good shit. It just worked so well. In fact, the whole song works. I just honestly, the quality and quantity of music that I had to sift through this last week, just, yeah, just really bloody good. Anyway, we're going to play that and then we're going to play and then we're going to, you know, play the uh, Joe Mungovern interview, which I'm very excited to hear back because uh, Joe, Joe's a good bloke. He's a fun, fun chat, a fun time. So yeah, let's let's do it, folks. Sugar by Dorsal Fins, and like that, one of the songs off Joe Mungovern's "A Flower in the Weeds," his brand new 
album. Right here on Bar Talk, guys. We'll be back soon. Govan here and you're listening to AMR. Keep 
All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope that uh, I hope you're feeling extra horny after that ending there. Bit of bit of brass trumpet to get you going. I know that does. That gets me right up in that uh, that that zone to be pumped for something awesome. I hope it does. I hope you get the exact same feeling that I get, guys, because you can never get enough horn section in you. Um, I love blowing my own trumpet. But I feel like today we need to blow somebody else's trumpet because that song was called Like That by the absolutely phenomenal talent that is Joe Mungovan. Uh, you will not believe how long I've been trying to get that pronunciation right. And I do apologise. I believe I've been mispronouncing him wrong. Uh, when we previously played one of his songs back in February this year, you may remember we played Lemon and Lime, which was a phenomenal track as well. And would you believe both that song and the song we just played are on his phenomenal new record, which is out now called Flower in the Weeds. Now, I believe Joe Mungovan is a flower in the weeds. It is the terrible, terrible field of mediocre music, but Joe is definitely not mediocre. He is definitely something special. And I tell you what, I'm so happy to have him right now on the phone to talk about the album that he just put out. So, Joe, welcome to Bar Talk. How are you going? Thank you. <laughs> you got it right. You got the last name right. You nailed it. Yeah, and I'm probably going to forget it before the end of the interview. So, <laughs> it's all right. Why don't I, I'll we- answer to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a dog. No. <laughs> Um, but let's relish in how how I got at least one thing correct uh, for once. But uh, you got, it's all about the small victories. Just, <laughs> just celebrate them. <laughs> I I do want to apologise for everybody else that thinks I'm referring to them as mediocre musicians. It was purely just for the for the purposes of you know embellishing the introduction, making getting you all hyped up for this interview, which I'm I'm certainly hyped up now. I hope you are too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I need to take you on tour with me now and give you a mic before the show <laughs> after that performance. I, I, I'll i be like, yeah, I'll be like the TV guy. Be like, that's not clapping. All right, now you you got to put more into it. <laughs> now when Oh, this is, this is going to get interesting. It's going to be good. <laughs> now, when Jimmy Fallon puts his hands up, what do you do? <laughs> you go wild. <laughs> so, um, I, yes, I feel like yeah, it's it's all about the uh, it's all about how you how you present yourself and how much you you hype up your audience. I guess as to how hyped up they're going to be, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for these for these part, we've just been doing a few uh, album preview shows, and we've been uh, wearing the uh, the the bright one coloured tracksuit, sporting tracksuits that I wore in the uh, in the like that. In their clips, so I feel like it's it's fitting to take you know someone to try and try and pump the crowd up a bit, make it a bit like a sport event or something. <laughs> that's that's it. And uh, I want to say too, as of release, um, you have released the record now, a flower in the weeds. So I want to say congratulations as well. It's a wonderful album. Uh, thank you so much. I'm I'm really glad you like it. I, uh, I you know I, with with your hit so many artists say this but you know it has really been a long time coming and uh, it feels so good to to have this out um i've done a lot of eps in the past but to have my first full-length record out um it's, it's a dream come true really it's uh it's it feels so good yeah stop trying to sound special as you say every artist it's always a long time coming <laughs> you can stop yeah, bragging that, now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, i want to dwell on on that fact because yeah you as you were saying just before where we chatted and I haven't had the chance to view it. So now I'm really keen, but the song we just played like that, 
you were saying you just released a video and I like how you're, <laughs> you're wearing <laughs> the same getup as the music video just to just to fuck with everyone. I like that. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's been interesting at these shows because these tracksuits are they're ridiculously hot. And uh, when you when you're playing under lights as well, I mean, I've just started playing with a band, and I've just thrown these guys into the deep end. I'm like, this is what we're wearing for the shows, and we all come off stage just dripping um, more than usual. Which I mean, even when you wear normal clothes on stage, you still sweat a lot. But yeah. Just to let everyone know, we, we're working hard up there. <laughs> <laughs> even if you don't play hard, it looks like you're you're working hard when you just got the sweat coming down, beating down your yeah, your faces. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it. look, hey, hey, it's all it's it's part of the uh, labor of love, as they say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what's the deal with the the track suit? So, does everyone have a different color, or you're all matching colors? No, yeah, it's all we're all different colors. Um, in the film clip, I play all the different characters, uh, but when we play live, now we've got the band, so each each uh, sort of character takes their own own colour and we go from there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Colour is such a really good way of, of of sort of portraying different emotions and different characters, I feel. It's a very – it's a, a tried and true method in, in cinematography of any kind, I guess, um, or of, of any type, different type of art, of many different types of arts. So, I guess you're just following in that, that proud tradition. I think so, yeah. I, I feel like with this album um, – it's it's such a um, it's such a colourful album, um, and I've really tried to um, show that through um, all of the all of the clips, and especially the art, the cover art, um, and the single art, and uh, mm. all the merch we've got going now. It's all it's all feeling pretty bright, and um, it's good. I'm I'm loving it. We're just coming into summer now in Australia, and I feel like I've just um, can't wait to get out and play these shows now, and and bring the record into the into the live setting. Hopefully, we're looking to do that next year, and hopefully, mm. it can go ahead. It it really is a phenomenal color palette. There's so many different. Like it's not just a couple of colors too. You've got your blues, your greens. Just looking over the the single art, you've got that pinks and purples and and yellows. There is a lot going on, but it is a very consistent and very grounded color palette. Even though there's a, even though there are a lot of different different colors going on. Yeah, for sure. I, I was super lucky to be able to work closely with um, a couple of different artists um, in in different fields. So I, I worked with um, my mate Dom mm. um, on all of the graphic design stuff and the um, so that's the cover and the single art. And um, we kind of from the get go, we, we were really conscious to try and um, try and match up the colours we were using with the with the sounds that I was making and the way that the album mm. kind of feels. Mm. And uh, we were very conscious about what we were doing with that um, through the whole through the whole process. Um, and he's I love his art; he's incredible. Um, so I was super stoked to be able to work with him on that. It, it really sounds like there was a lot of. Um, joint input going on there, a lot of collaboration in terms of the ideas that the artwork is supposed to represent and obviously keeping it true to the meaning of the record, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And uh, also working with um, with the videographers and photographers um, doing the different shots and um, different film clips as well. Mm. It all kind of ties in together and it's the first time I've had that kind of 
um, whole conceptual idea around um, the the album being um, a thing. So uh, it's super exciting for me. I was going to say, it's, it sounds like, yeah, you've really sort of set out to make something that is both consistent and, and true to the story, which is good. Yeah, and, and as I said, it's the first time I've done that. So it's kind of – and it kind of happened naturally as well. It, it wasn't forced. Um, when I was writing the music, um, it all just kind of fell out and it just felt right. And uh, I'm so keen yeah. for people to hear this album. And, uh, yeah. Well, c- considering then that you were – it sounds like you are always setting out to do something that was as concise as it is. Um, is it, has it been about as much work as you've expected? you know, when you've talked to maybe other artists that have put out albums previously, or was it harder or even easier than you thought? What what's, what's what were your expectations in terms of the workload and what ended up being the result? Oh, that's a, that's a tricky question because I don't think I ever kind of set out to write an album. I think it just mm. kind of ended up – that just ended up kind of happening. Um, and then it just kind of kept growing, I guess. Um, and I, and I never really had any expectation of how much work it was going to be. And, you know, I've been recording music and touring for the past probably 10 years now. So, yeah, yeah. um, I, I, it's, I understand, uh, everything that goes into recording and, and, um, everything around releases and touring and that. Um, but I think obviously with your day, with your debut record, you kind of want to, you really want to, um, just try and make make that a sort of pinpoint in your life, and um, I, I I didn't want to put too much importance in it, but it just kind of ended up happening, and uh, I think mm. this is something that I'm really proud of, and I, I'll really remember for the rest of my life. Um, the mm. process of making this record, and I think I was kind of lucky in a way with um, sounds like an interesting thing to say, but um, yeah. with COVID happening, it definitely gave me the time and space to be able to make this record what it is. Whereas in the past, I was kind of always touring and always in different cities and different countries. And um, I've never quite had the, the the time or the space to sit down and flesh out ideas um, to the degree I, mm. uh, of which I have in this album. Mm. Mm. It is that that just everything that's happened over the last year or the last couple of years it has actually just thrown a spanner in the works in terms of what people's what people's trajectory or what the trajectory of people's you know <laughs> music journey was and some people it has sort of reduced their productivity but in other cases it's sort of increased it uh, or in you know sort of changed it up so it sounds like you in, in that latter camp you know you've you wouldn't have probably done something as ambitious as this if the world hadn't turned upside down, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think I would have had the time to be able to do it and the and the um, space to be able to sit down and actually reflect on what had kind of been happening in my life. And, mm. um, yeah, I think it's more that kind of thing when you sort of come to terms with everything, when you slow down a little bit, which is definitely what I needed. Was there's there always an in when you sort of started thinking about putting out your next release when you first started forming it together? Was it a case of maybe you thought of it being just the next EP and then did it just accidentally turn into your debut album? Yeah, well, I I mean, I, I kind of had a few songs finished and I um 
I released the first one, You and Me, and I had You and Me and Give Me Your Love um, finished at the same time. And I was like, these are these are these are feeling pretty good as singles. Um, and I guess it didn't. I didn't have the plan of making an album at that point. I knew, I had. I mean, for for the past probably five years, I've really wanted to make an album, um, but it just hasn't. The timing kind of hasn't worked out. Um, but now. Um, well, after releasing those two, I just kind of kept writing and kept writing, and then I was like, "Oh, this works together as a as a full body." So I didn't have the full so- the full album um, when I first released the, the singles, um, mm-hmm. but it kind of just yeah, it turned into that. It turned into that thing, and it just all worked together. Yeah, yeah. Let's um let's focus a bit more on and actually now the the process of making it because you said you were very you you're quite interested in in how the how it actually got put together when you when you look back on it. So, because I know you produced produce it pretty much yourself with obviously a lot of help from others, but what was it like then deciding to go and sort of take the leads on the production side of things for your own own first record? Um, yeah, I, I, again, it kind of happened naturally. I've, I've been working with my mate Tim for, for the past decade now and mm. um i always kind of the way we worked was i would kind of demo the songs um take it to him and then we'd work on it together and uh just gradually after after demoing music for so long and and, and making making music and and doing that obviously your skill set just kind of grows and um it got to a stage where it was like the production was pretty much done um and on that side of things, a, a few things just kind of needed to be uh, re-recorded um, with with different microphones and that sort of yeah. stuff. And maybe, yeah. and we went up and used this, a studio because I I was living out in uh, in the bush in Kangaroo Valley, recording it out there by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just nice to take it to someone else and have someone else say like, "Yeah, man, like this is this is great. These songs are these songs are ready to go." And so um, we. We re-recorded um, some of the drums and that um, in the in studios up up in Sydney, but most of it was kind of recorded down in in Kangaroo Valley. Yeah, um, and and I, I guess it kind of happened naturally as well because I was living by myself down there, um, and I, I, I mean I wouldn't I'd go weeks without seeing other humans because of the mm. the um, location of the of the house, and so I just had so much time to work on it and make it sound the way I wanted it to sound. But I, I, it wasn't it wasn't a conscious choice to to produce it um, by myself. Um, but it just kind of ended up happening again. Tell us a bit about Kangaroo Valley because it's not an area I'm familiar with. Um, as I was saying before before the interview, you know, I'm not familiar with the area from the Kayama area. Um, yeah, because I've never actually been there. <laughs> but hopefully that will change at some point in the future. However, yeah, I definitely. you know distractions aside, side you know tan- side tangents aside. What's the appeal of working in that sort of remoter area? Because it sounds like it's not, you know, out of town and it's sort of in the bush. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I, I've just been touring Europe um, back in 2019, mm. and uh, I had come back to Australia, and uh, I'd been I'd been going to this house to do recording and writing um, down in Kangaroo Valley. Um, but over the past couple of years, I'd say, um, on and off, just when I kind of wasn't on tour, I'd go there for for a few months or whatever to go and write. And 
when I went down there in 2019, I, I, I it was right at the end of, of the year. Um, I kind of planned to go down for a few months and write and just come up with some songs and see what happened. Um, and then I was down there when the uh, bushfires hit um, mm-hmm. over, over Christmas and New Year's. Um, so I had to evacuate and get out of there because it was getting hard to breathe where I was living and the, yeah. the smoke was just getting so thick and it is quite remote. I was living out there with no phone reception mm-hmm. and uh, it, was, it was just a, a little bit too much of a risk for me. So I, I came um, – Okay, I actually flew over to WA and played some shows over there over New Year's. Um, and then when I flew back, I moved back down to, to the valley. And luckily, the house that um, the fire had missed the house that I was living in. And then straight after that, the valley flooded. Uh, right. <laughs> which is hectic. Um, and then a lot of the trees, and and because uh, it was right next to a river, this house that I was living in. And, uh, a lot of the trees and, and that had been affected by the fire and now were now falling over because they were so full of water. And um, I, I, the trees actually fell on the power line. I lost power for about a week mm. and I was living by candlelight. So it was just kind of like all of these crazy um, natural disasters just happening um, one after the other. And then the power came back on and then um, a little thing called COVID happened um, while I was living out there. I didn't actually know that it was happening at the time because I didn't have any reception. And uh, I went down I went down to the pub one day to meet up with some friends to have lunch and I looked up at the t- at the telly in the pub and they were showing um, showing those wide pans of the empty yeah the empty shopping uh, the shopping carts and the shopping centres with no toilet paper and I was like oh what's going on here and <laughs> then they, they kind of informed me and I was like holy shit this is this is hectic and then um, <laughs> it, and then I just basically lost all of my work yeah. and uh, I was like well fuck it I'm just going to stay out in the valley and so I just lived there um, oh. for about a year and a half and yeah. I just made the album and it was um was it, I was I wasn't really affected by COVID too much at all because I wasn't surrounded by people. I was just out there with the cows and the kangaroos and uh, all the wildlife, and um, yeah. So that's kind of how it came together. Um, I was going to say what apocalypse? <laughs> what apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had um I I had that stocked up on the uh, on the baked beans. You must. All the tin you, you, <laughs> yeah. You must have felt like the – it's like your own I Am Legend story, you know? It's like the last man on earth must feel like yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, it did feel like that, but it, that was so – it was so grounding for me and it was so nice to um, have have that space to be able to – you know, I could, I could record, play drums at 3 o'clock in the morning. I could do whatever I wanted out there and it was um, – it was so nice to just be able to relax and not worry about being somewhere and just wake mm. up each morning and just focus on making music instead of traveling, um, which I do love, but I just n- had never had that kind of um, time. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be very, it, it must be really grounding just to go from having that very big touring lifestyle to have that long period where you just got to entertain yourself. Yeah, I, I definitely dreamt of it for for so long, um, and it kind of came true. And it, mm. it wasn't because of something that I did; it was just because of COVID. Um, so I was just in the right right position to be able to go. All right, well, I'm going to live out here for the next however long it takes for this thing to pass over, and um, I'm just going to focus on 
what I love doing, which is making music. And, and the way that the music came together and the things that I was writing about was mm. kind of not, I, I, I couldn't write about, um, I, I kind of forced myself to try and focus on all the positive things that were happening in my life. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to delve into dealing with too much of the anxiety and, um, that side of things around losing work and the uncertainty mm. of mm. life and, you know, everything that I've been working towards was kind of just ripped out from underneath me. And I didn't want to delve and I didn't want to entertain that idea too much because I was like, I was kind of concerned about where yeah. my brain could go if I did do that. So I was like, I'm just going to write about um, everything that's kind of positive in my life with mm. Mm. Um, and, and reflect on back on all the, all the really good times of touring and, you know, meeting people and um, this bigger albums about, you know, traveling around, around Europe and Australia and kind of falling in love with a girl. And um, yeah, just, I just, I was reflecting on, on everything that good that had happened in my life up to that point. And I think it kind of comes through with the music. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to, what I was going to say was with, um with that then, that you had that time to put it down, um, you know, by yourself with the with the new songs, with the record, um, working with your um, with your good friend uh, Tim. It, so was it largely a process of you putting a lot of the tracks together yourself at your house, and then sort of sending them off to Tim, or um, working with him then to refine it, or did was he sort of supervising it from the get go? No, no. So I was, yeah, I was recording it all out. Um, I had turned the house that I was living in into a home studio um, and I recorded everything down there. And um, then when the songs had kind of all come together, um, I, I mean, as it wasn't like we didn't do it in a whole bunch. It was kind of in different in different groupings. Um, but the, the songs are pretty much fleshed out. Um, well before I took them to him and then he kind of he just has a really nice way of being able to um I guess kind of put the cherry on top and make everything sound uh concise and he's 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 a he's a wizard. Um I love yeah. working with him. Um yeah so he he kind of just cleans everything up and and we re recorded some of the parts that we needed to re record. Um because down in the valley it's um there's quite a lot of external noises going on, whether it be wind or um, birds in the trees, and uh, there's a lot of wildlife down where I was living. So it's um, wombats running under the house, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> be a bit noisy at night when and it's uh, it's when all the animals are in heat. You know, there's yeah, possums going yeah. out of the cro- of the roof at two in the morning. <laughs> That's it, and and all the cicadas. Oh man, we had it. Really hard time. Tim actually came down to the valley um, mm. for a weekend, and it was the one weekend when the cicadas were just going absolutely nuts. <laughs> and we actually had to we actually had to build a room out of blankets and pillows to try and get away from the sound. Right, uh, which isn't fun when you're in you know twenty eight thirty degree heat <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to sing songs and and record music in a in a um, in a blanket room um, <laughs> with not too much ventilation. I was going to um, say the the amount of sweating that you do on stage would be nothing compared to that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I promise myself for it's all good. <laughs> because uh, um, <laughs> because you are uh, because you can't have fans either because it'd be too yeah. much too much low end. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, you got to slave you it out. Record, but, yeah, yeah those, those sounds did did kind of make their way in there naturally, which I, I do like. Um, in in some of the songs, you can hear the fire crackling in the background or the birds chirping in the tree, and yeah, it's kind of cool like that. It's like that's where the album was was kind of born, and um, yeah. Um, but as far as 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 Tim's involvement go, yeah, he he really. Um, he really brings the songs to another level and brings them to life. And we um we mixed the album in his um in his in the closet at his <laughs> at his house. Um, had to put the setup in there. It was nice and quiet in there, so we could kind of hear everything properly. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure working with him over over the years. Mm-hmm. And I'm super super stoked to to be able to call him a mate and uh, and also a, a close worker and co worker. Um, but yeah, um, as far as the songs go, I, they were all pretty much fleshed out by the time I, I took them to him, and we just kind of we just kind of uh, painted the house, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say this clo- closet. So it must be a big closet. What was that? Sorry, I was going to say that closet you mixed it in must have been a yeah. big closet for you both to fit in there. Yeah. On, <laughs> well, well, the 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 studio was was in the uh, in the closet, and then we were kind of sitting just outside the closet so it was um yeah it's an interesting setup but mm. it was uh, it worked well and uh he's he's great at mixing so we just kind of went through the through all the songs till we were happy with them and um yeah and that's the reason why it sounds the album sounds the way it does mm, mm. yeah well I mean it certainly sounds good so <laughs> kudos <laughs> yeah thank you um now let's let's talk a bit more about the bit of the inspiration behind it because you did briefly mention it before and I um, buried it under my my pile of twenty questions, which <laughs> which does tend to happen uh, with these sorts of things. But um, I'm happy I'm more than happy to chat about it now because uh, before the pandemic hit, you were very lucky enough, as you mentioned before as well, uh, to be playing a few shows in Europe. Which side note must have been amazing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's it's my uh, that was my second uh European tour. I love it over there. I love playing. Mm. Um I love traveling and yeah, um so on on this particular tour, um kind of was playing Germany, France, Spain, uh, and Italy. Um mm. and yeah, and I I flew over to uh my first show was in Berlin, and I kind of landed in Berlin. And I've got I've got a bunch of mates over there, so I like to spend a little bit of time there before the tour starts. Um, but uh, after the after the first show of that tour, um, I I met a girl, and um, we we ended up just staying up drinking all night at the venue. And uh, and I and I mentioned to her, I was like, oh, I I I um I actually need a I need a haircut. Like I was like, oh, we're like you know kind of just brought it up in in conversation and she was like oh i, I used to be a hairdresser and then uh <laughs> i was like oh, okay cool and she was like do you want me to give you a haircut and she was uh, and i was like yeah sure and then next thing i knew she was traveling around europe with me and uh we she came on a lot of the remaining dates of that tour um and then i i had to fly back to to australia um at the end of 19 to play some shows and uh i, I kind of didn't know if i was going to see her again mm-hmm. and then um then uh, she messaged me. Yeah, she definitely didn't message me. She gave me a call and she said, I, I want to come and see you. I want to come over to Australia. So she booked a flight to Australia and she actually landed in um, in Sydney the day before they locked the uh, locked the, locked mm. the borders and uh, they didn't let anyone else in. Jeez. And um, 
we we spent a couple of weeks just traveling up and down the east coast um and just you know swimming and you know drinking wine and camping and just enjoying life and we, we were kind of out of reception for a lot of it and when we when we came back into reception we had so many missed calls and messages from everyone saying like what are you guys doing <laughs> like you know this this situation is getting quite serious you, you need to um you need to read the <laughs> read the newspaper or something <laughs> <laughs> so we, we made a few calls and realized that we would actually have to turn around and get back to sydney airport and get her on a flight um back to back to germany before they closed those borders mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um so that she could be with her family and uh yeah it was just this kind of crazy crazy couple of weeks um and we we got her on a flight that was like it was wild at the time all the flights back to back to europe and everyone was scrambling to get on flights and they were like ten thousand dollars for flights just back to back to berlin and luckily we we found one that we could get her on and um yeah, and and that was that was the last time I actually saw her, and uh, that's kind of what this this album is about, you know, meeting her and in, in Europe and and traveling around and just really enjoying enjoying life together and and just how crazy trying to do the long distance relationship thing is, and uh, also just you know trying to figure out everything around the pandemic, and uh, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I wrote all these songs about. It's 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 interesting that yeah <laughs> you bonded over all things a haircut which I think is it's not not exactly the most co- not the first thing that come to mind no. but nonetheless <laughs> it's very romantic I like it I like it and it's just yeah she just happened to be a hairdresser you know like yeah well I also constantly look like I uh, need a haircut so <laughs> 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 yeah the mane needs a bit of trimming every now and again yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so I mean just on your your tour around your couple of tours around um, Europe and uh, now that you've seen a bit of a bit of that part of the world is there a particular sort of area of Europe that you just you just like going back to. Um, I don't know how many other times you've been to Europe, but the you know you've had the couple of tours. You've had the opportunity to play there a few times. Is there a particular area that you just this has this sort of unique flair to it that you really kind of appreciate? Yeah, I, I really, I really like um, Berlin as a city. I'm not much of a city person, but it, I, I can, I, I can do it for a couple of weeks. Um, and I really like Berlin. I've got some good mates over there. It's a, it's a nice city. There's a lot of like culturally, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, it's just a very accepting, um, artistic and creative community. To in in my experience, yeah. So you like it particularly just because of its music scene and, and the creative the creative community that's there. Yeah, 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 definitely. And just putting on shows there, it's always it's always a fun night at the shows. And um, yeah, I, I'm. It's, it's it's a hard question because it's just there's so many beautiful places. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's so so many beautiful places. Is there um, anywhere but, uh, around the world that you you haven't been yet, but you're really keen to play there? Um, yeah, like everywhere, <laughs> um, <laughs> just everywhere. One, yeah, yeah. Um, one place in particular. I would really love to go to Iceland and put on some shows. Mm. I've seen some pretty crazy um, concerts put on there, so it would be nice to do that um, and put and go go there and um, yeah, I don't know, just do something really different. I think that, that would be cool. Have you talked to many people that have played there? Is that why that sort of pikes up your interest so much? No, no, I've not not talked to anyone that's played there, oh, okay. but I have just I've just heard fantastic things, and some of the concerts that I've seen online, I'm just like, mm. oh, that looks incredible. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like not, not normally an area that people think of, you know. No, like- no, not at all. But I mean, I think that's why it's cool because you know it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not wrong. And of course, they have their their very own little music scene up there too, which I've been, which I'm sure is very, uh, very tight as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've got. Um, a lot of I love a lot of Icelandic music like Sigros and mm. um, all those guys. So yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be very cool to go there and visit that. Now I see that coming into later on this month um, and moving into December, you're doing a, a cool little uh, cool little cafe tour. I see uh, breakfast with Joe. You call it, which I think is very cute. Um, <laughs> you're going up and down the coast uh, playing. I see cafes. To, yeah. to, sort of, to showcase the album, which I think is pretty cool. You want to tell us a bit about that? Well, yeah, the idea was kind of born because I was like, I needed to, I really wanted to with this album, but then also kind of not having too much of a, um, too much confidence in being able to tour around the country at the moment. Um, and so I decided to push the album tour to next year when we hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a little bit more certainty around what we're allowed to do um, and capacity numbers and obviously just everything to do with COVID. Um, but I thought I really want to get this album to people and I want to bring the songs and I want and I want people to start enjoying live music again. And I was just trying to think about what the most um simple way and and but also like a kind of different tour that anything i've done before and so i thought let's do shows in the morning at cafes and um just set up and and um play to people while they're drinking their almond lattes (laughs) and uh enjoying their smash lavo and uh yeah yeah, i I think i think it's i think it's going to be good um we're just doing new south wales for now because obviously because of the restrictions um but yeah 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 so that'll start the week after the album the week of the album sorry yeah i was gonna Um, say at the time you booked it we really didn't know where we'd be so no not at all but I'm I'm super excited to travel up and down the coast and go swimming and play these shows and and bring bring the record and um, bring the record to people live and just um, yeah kind of introduce it to them in a in a bit of a different more stripped back way definitely and then um, and then bring the bring the full big album band shows next year yeah yeah is it much a, is it, have you done many of these types of cafe gigs before or is it sort of a new is it new territory for you um yeah no i've I've been i've done all kinds of different shows i mean i've been playing solo for majority for last uh probably 10 years so most of my shows have kind of been yeah more in more intimate venues um like cafes and and different things like that Mm, so mm. i'm i'm used to that kind of more um more laid stripped back and and laid back atmosphere it's always um. There's an interesting. It's an interesting crowd at these cafe gigs because like a lot of time people may be just there to have their food and go. But then, weirdly enough, it's a, it's I've I've seen before at cafe gigs. You know, I've been to a few. You've played a few. You know, as, as I'm sure you've experienced as well. There'll always be people that may not be necessarily music people, but they'll end up showing a lot of interest because they really appreciate what you're doing with the guitar, with your vocals, or just what you're doing with the songs, whether that be covers or your own. I don't know if you've yeah, ever found def- that definitely. at these sorts of cafe gigs, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, 
I I also think um, more to that point is that at the moment people are you know playing these last couple of shows people are just really appreciative of of, of hearing live music again yeah, um, yeah so I don't I don't think it really matters in, in what capacity um, that's brought to them I think people are stinging for connection and uh, yeah and I've I've got this album and I just want to go out and play these songs and mm. and 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 uh, just just bring some joy to people's summer and hopefully um hopefully we can get out of this lockdown and um you know just get out the other side of all of this bullshit (laughs) i was gonna ask too because as of recording last night you played your first sort of main well album preview i guess you can call it Uh um with your band so how did that go first of all and and what was it like then getting up there with the band now i'm I'm guessing after what's been after a little while finally Mm. getting out and playing these album tracks it's been great, man. It's it's been so much fun. It's been very strange being at the pub with so many other people. <laughs> but once you get over that kind of initial social anxiety, it's like, oh yeah, no, we're good here. This is <laughs> this is this is what we used to do. I remember this, <laughs> and uh, it feels really it feels really good. It's um yeah, I'm super excited to just keep touring the, the album and um and keep and just yeah keep moving and and. Um, playing live and just enjoying enjoying life really is it sort of what is it pretty easy to sort of translate the songs playing them with bands versus playing them solo like can you pretty much play all of the album through solo and with the band yeah um well the way it kind of works with with the recording of the album is like um i i played everything on the album besides Mm -hmm. besides the um horn horn parts because I, I can't play trumpet or sax yeah um so it's been really fun giving giving those parts to to the band and 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 hearing their kind of own flavor on on the parts that i wrote and and the parts that i recorded and then and give and give sending them the songs and seeing seeing the way that they interpret it's been re- it's really fun to hear the the guys that i'm playing with at the moment super super good musos and uh yeah it's it's been really enjoyable doing that but i I can I can play it solo as well because most of the songs are just written on on a guitar um, in the initial stages, so they do translate through both settings. Yeah. So has there been much? Have you had to change much of the arrangements to suit the band as opposed to playing them live, or is it pretty much there's just the same stru- a lot of the same structure there? It's just obviously there's a lot more embellishments you can do with more people playing. Yeah, I think I think more um, more with the band it kind of. It feels like that kind of does the song justice more because most of the songs are fleshed out band songs. Yeah, I think more with the stripping it back is more where I have to make the amendments um, because it's kind of like trying to trying to feel my way through, you know, these these tracks with drums and bass and the synths and vocal parts and melodies and heart, like big harmonies and um, trumpet and saxophone parts and um yeah just trying to kind of figure out how how to how to make it work in a in a more stripped out stripped stripped back way sorry is is Mm. a little bit harder than Mm. than doing it with the band because with the band the parts are already there yeah yeah well that's not that's pretty yeah (laughs) pretty obvious (laughs) yeah if it works it works you know that's it um I'm guessing then moving into next year, because obviously this is sort of, you got the, the shows coming up just by yourself, you know, the few local-ish shows there with the band. Um, are there plans to sort of into next year do the interstate tour, visit a lot of different places with the band and then take it on the road? 
Yeah, that's it. We we we're stinging to to get the national tour out there and and come and visit all our friends um, around the country. Um, so that's that's kind of in the works at the moment. Mm. Looking aiming for Feb next year. So we'll see you all then. Must be exciting to finally get it back out on the road again after after a little while. Like solitude is great and all, but only for a certain certain amount of time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was going a little crazy living out in that cabin by myself. Um, started talking to the cows. Yeah, yeah. I started. I, I did put on a performance for the for the cows as well. You can see that one on my Instagram. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, cows appreciative uh, audience members? Yeah, yeah. They they definitely are. I yeah. mean, they. Um, I I, uh, I I think they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. It's it's good that you'll be back, sort of doing what you love. In essence, you know, which is just getting out there and, and playing to the world. Yeah, man, I'm st- I'm stinging for it. And is uh, Love Interest going to be hearing any of these songs live at some point? Is she going to get she's going to get the album played through that she inspired? Oh, I'm I'm not too sure about that. Oh, okay. uh, Europe, yeah, Europe is uh, Europe seeing like it's a, a bit off the off the cards now um, for for the time being, but hopefully in the future. Yeah, okay. Uh, I won't I won't prod that. I won't prod that stick any further. Or, you know, I won't. I won't cattle prod that cow any. So that sounds way bad. That sounds way worse than it is. But I was trying to use a livestock pun, but it never. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess I can't hurt it. Hurt it into the right right pen, if if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Joe, it's been it's been a lot of fun chatting. Um, thank you for yeah. Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Thank you for taking us through the making of the album. It's been it's been quite uh, quite a uh, enlightening experience to put it that way. And I, I certainly hope that we get to see you down in Melbourne soon, coming into the next new year. Be great to yeah, see we'll, these songs. We'll definitely be down there soon, as soon as we can. We'll see you then. Now we're going to play soon one of the. Uh, one of the non-single tracks that I particularly enjoyed off the record, uh, which is called, if I bring up the list again, I've forgotten the name. Um, it's called uh, Lonely, which is, yeah, as I was saying, one, not one of the singles uh, released as of yet. So, it's a, it's a newie to everyone out there. Um, tell us a bit about this one. And um, because I, I really liked it, it, had a very nice bit of guitar work and a bit of uh, sax work as well, I noticed too. So, it's a pretty cool track. Oh, thank you. Yeah, when when I originally wrote this song, I I just I wrote the music to it first, and I thought it kind of sounded a bit like a toilet paper ad, you know, like with a really cute puppy in it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a Kleenex ad material. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Kleenex, if you're listening to this, nah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's a, it's just a, uh, it's the third track on the album, and uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of a chilled song, just about. Uh, Making dinner and sitting by the fire and enjoying some red wine and just seeing where the night takes you. It is a very, yeah, it's a very sort of, you know, revels in the simple things kind of record. Oh, sorry, kind definitely. of song. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that- I, I definitely think it stems through the whole record as well, that that kind of concept of, yeah, just appreciating the small things. It is, yeah. But I, this song in particular as well, in terms of just describing the, um, the beauty and just having a, a nice night in which... Uh, it's certainly something I've had the experience of having quite a bit in the last year or so. <laughs> a little bit too much, maybe. <laughs> it's a little bit too much. Well, as I was saying to you before, before the interview, as of recording, it's and this time next week I'll be out partying finally uh, with the with the restrictions easing and having double vaxxed. So I'm keen to get back out and uh, doing the things that I love, you know. So Perfect. 
We love to hear it. Sounds great. <laughs> but we are going to play the song now, as I was saying. So, Joe, thanks again. All the best for your cafe tour and your upcoming shows and, and you know, hopefully seeing you soon, you know, playing playing, yeah, playing th- around. Thanks so much for having me again, man. Um, why don't you take us out, Joe? Do us the do us make do the goods. Tell us what we're about to listen to and who you are. Uh, my name's Joe Mongovin. Uh, this song's called Lonely, and it's from my debut album, A Flower in the Weeds, which is out now. Beautiful. Here it is, folks.
sexy. You are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. the phenomenal sounds of Gunning for Ali with Stay. Before that, the lovely yet lonely <laughs> Joe McGovern with his song, Lonely. Not lovely, lonely. <laughs> no, right, right. Welcome back to Bar Talk, guys. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Um, Gunning for Ali, let's talk about that right now because uh, why the bloody hell not? Uh, Gunning for Ali's new single, Stay, which is what we just heard, 
definitely filled the required 80s worship song slot for the day, <laughs> complete with all those prominent electric guitars and pulsating synths you could hear. Nah, cool. It was good, good track, guys. And um, honestly, very catchy chorus just to sort of add to that sort of good, good pop rock goodness going on. Um, but yeah, Gunning for Alley. Who are these guys, you ask? Well, Gunning for Alley are another duo. And this is their latest single. Um, it is, so Gunning for Alley are the, um, is made up of the friends Josh uh, Mulheron and James Waters. Uh, they've been doing a few things for a little while now, but, um, but yeah, they've got a bit of stuff going on outside of music. One of them is a theatre actor by trade, which I, I love, you know, so he just dips his fingers into every single uh, artistic well there is. Or that exists in the world. <laughs> but they've got a music video out for it now. Um, it doesn't say exactly where these guys are from, from what I could see, but uh, I, I, these guys scream Sydney vibes. Oh, no, that's why I thought they were- That's why I was like, they scream Sydney vibes. And it does mention that they recently played a show in Marrickville. So, that gives it away. I, I lie. I lie, folks. Who would have thought? I thought you thought I was uh, Honest Dan, when really I'm just- uh, just a slimy, misleading bastard like the rest of you lot. But, yeah, they've got a music video for it out now. They've been playing some shows, doing a bit of musical theatre, just, just you know, <laughs> doing all the things. <laughs> and I hope they keep it up. It's, it's good stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I want to sort of mention um, as well to thank you to Joe for coming on. I, I should have mentioned that before I started talking about the song we just heard, but never mind. Better late than never, as they say. Thank you to Joe for coming on too. And of course, thank you to Beehive for helping hook up that interview with us. Um, I should mention too, uh, now that you know <laughs> the episode's released, I should let you know he's now halfway through his Breakfast with Joe tour. Uh, the next show is going to be in Newcastle at the Kiosk. After that, he's playing at Newbury Bar, uh, New Brighton, um, or Newry Bar, sorry, I think I got that one wrong. But yeah, New Brighton, Colborough, Berry, Barrel, Surrey Hills, and Katoomba in that particular order. You're finishing up there in Katoomba on the 5th of December. Uh, make sure you go and check out his socials, and I'm guessing he's got events up for it because uh, you can check out all the uh, deets, including where to bloody go. You don't want to turn up at the wrong cafe. Yes, uh, so I know the uh, Consolation Latte may not be complimentary if you fuck that up, guys. Um, I'm not not putting any pressure on any of those <laughs> those cafes to give you complimentary lattes for for rocking up to the wrong cafe, you know, because he was playing in Katoomba on Saturday instead of Sunday or whatever it is. Again, check check his socials for all the details. Um, and and best of luck to the rest of the tour too, Joe. I hope it's been going along swimmingly so far. Now uh, we're going to have to talk about Heavy Reborn now because we are going to play some heavy tracks. Two tracks we are about to play that have already been played on Heavy Reborn. Uh, Heavy Reborn have beat us to the post this week. Uh, first up, we have the brilliant Sydney band, speaking of, of Sydney, uh, Wicked Envy with their new song, Frantic. Now, Wicked Envy are an awesome female-fronted rock and roll trio of musicians who have really pulled a perfect gig-worthy song out of their ass for this one because it's bloody brilliant. I love, I love the just the opening riff is so thick and so 
grimy and so just chunky that it is ready-made for those grimy, darkened band rooms at dive, rock and roll dive bars. Uh, I'm not sure what the Sydney equivalent is. It's probably Frankie's Pizza, but I'm thinking down here in Melbourne, it's very much a last chance rock and roll sort of um, bar kind of song. And for good reason, it's um, bloody cool. It's um, just a, a fun little song, they say, about sort of letting out all this sort of vented up hostility and energy that you've built up over the day, just in a fun little frantic, cheeky, riff-laden track. Uh, so, yeah, they, they definitely did absolutely nail that one on the head because it's a cool, cool, fun little song. I had fun listening to it, real head-bopping stuff. Um, th- this was featured on one of the most recent episodes of Heavy Reborn, not the most recent um, because the most recent one interviewed the artist we're about to play after that. Bad Juju, which we have played before on this show way back in episode 19 with their previous single, Let's Talk. But talking of shit, um, sorry, don't, don't, that was a terrible segue. No, talking of not shit because Bad Juju are not shit. They are top shit. Uh, they are, as they say, releasing their inner freak with uh, their new single. It's called American Halloween. Uh, and apparently, it's a little bit about, you know, proudly letting your freak flag fly. Uh, hence, the references to American, classic American slasher. Um, yeah, classic American slasher films. So, I think they went on a bit of a film binge. But, uh, yes, obviously, this song was released right before Halloween. Uh, and holiday that uh, a particular celebration that I haven't quite come round to yet, personally. A little bit too American for my tastes, but nonetheless, this is the kind of American folklore I do like, guys. Now, Bat Juju are a Melbourne band, and uh, they just had their single release at Stay Gold. Another awesome, actually, another awesome, crazy, crimey dive bar rock and roll venue. And yes, they were interviewed, as I said, on the latest episode of Heavy Reborn. Now, Heavy Reborn is a weekly AMR podcast uh, hosted by the awesome Mick, Jay, Carly and Gareth, where they interview awesome heavy bands from Australia and play their music. And uh, yeah, bad juju, I think, are good juju because they uh, put out some good tunes. Uh, but they just play so much really, really good heavy music. I've had the had the pleasure of um, co-hosting, guest hosting on there, and I hope to be back on, on their guest hosting soon. But it's out every week via the website, australianmusiciansradio.com. That's right. We can find all AMR podcasts, by the way, including us, Bar Talk. But I probably shouldn't shouldn't worry about boring you with those kinds of details as of yet. Uh, we have a couple of epic tracks to play. It's Wicked Envy with Frantic, and after that, Bad Juju with American Halloween, right here on Bar Talk. Be back soon, guys.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Mine amigos, it's me, Big D, coming back at ya with some cheeky tracks right there. Uh, Bad Juju with American Halloween. Before that, Wicked Envy with Frantic. Not to feel frantic, but let's move right along. No, <laughs> no, um, no, good, good stuff. Great songs, awesome songs. Love me heavies. Uh, but we are going to be moving very soon into indie territory uh, for the next couple of tracks. But but, 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 right now, I better tell you a bit about uh, Far Q Radio, because they're still putting out episodes. The, the Grumpy and Skate, the uh, co-hosts of Far Q Radio, are always putting out awesome content, um, just playing some music they love that's up from their part of the world, and uh, having that North Queensland chit-chat, or the, the Far Q chit-chat. It's a very relaxed kind of vibe going on there. 
and for good reason. They just they do that sort of vibe so well. They uh, didn't have any guests on their latest episode as of release, um, but they played a great slew of tracks for you to go and check out. Usually, they do have uh, a guest on every week to play them and have a bit of an on-air jam and ask a few questions and overall just shit talk, essentially, what I like to do with my guests. Um, but yeah, Grumpy and Skeet are great and they put out a great podcast. And where can you listen to that podcast, you ask? Well, again, <laughs> third time's a charm. AustralianMusiciansRadio.com is where you find that one. But yes, moving right along, as I said before, getting into the indie territory now with an awesome track coming up, which we're going to play real soon for you. Um, we're going to be shipping ourselves across the uh, old Tasman Sea for a bit now because we've got a second Kiwi artist or Kiwi act or Kiwi music people. I don't know what the proper term is. <laughs> no, our a second Kiwi um, artist for the episode, Clap Clap Riot, with a new single, Mama. Now, Clap Clap Riot have been a little around for a little while, just a little while, since 2012. Um, well, I don't think they've been around since 2012, but that was when they put out their debut record. Uh, so, <laughs> that's all that anybody really cares about, isn't it, in the grand scheme of things? Uh, nobody knows what they did beforehand. No, um, they've been releasing records since 2012, and uh, this is their latest track. Um, it is going to be on a what they say is a highly anticipated upcoming album. So, well, I'm, you've gotten, you know, the words highly anticipate make me highly anticipated. And now suddenly the album, you can describe it as highly anticipated because you told people to be highly anticipated about it. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not in that circle of highly an- high anticipation. So, maybe, maybe everybody is anticipated for the new record. Nonetheless, though, the band will be very, very busy both recently and coming up because they have a NZ tour in February next year, playing in Wellington, Auckland, Christchurch and Dunedin, the big four. Uh, You can go and get tickets now via their socials. And the uh, album is called Third Time's a Charm. (laughs) I've definitely said that a few times in my life, you know, when when you fail twice. Uh, Third Time's a Charm, eh? Um, I think that's how many takes it took me to get this section correct. So, you know what? I, I like how the name of Clap Clap Riot's tour is reflecting on my own personal current experiences. So, I do like how the life imitates art and art imitates life. And it's all a swirly, smoky, sordid mess, if you could say that. Nonetheless, shall we assault your ears with the auditory sensation that is Clap Clap Riot and their new single, Mama? right here on Bar Talk. Yeah. 
moving on Well, my patience once belonged I'm getting out of here your mothers, uh, cut your fathers and chomp down on your brothers and sisters because that's that's what I'm talking about. That's some good stuff right there. That is Clap Clap Right with Mama. Welcome back to Bar Talk, guys, right here on AMR or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, about to tell you, before we move on any further, towards our last two tracks. And don't you worry, folks, we're pummeling headfirst into them. And you better be looking forward to them because they're good. I know we are pummeling headfirst into letting you know AMR's current business and community partners. I am, of course, talking about Drum Power Music Factory Direct in Bayswater, Suki Lounge in Belgrave, Baton Sachs, Legal, and of course, Stark Audio and Graphics. Thank you, guys. <sighs> because, um, yeah, I, I should also mention to our socials before I get too far, too carried away with the last two tracks. Of course, you can make sure you can check out, um, you can always check out Australian Musicians Radio via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, of course, you can also find Bar Talk socials on Facebook, and you've, we've got our YouTube channel as well. Apart from that, though, you find us at australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, um, I'm about to bugger off to bed, but right now I've got to tell you about <laughs> the two tracks that I keep mentioning but haven't said the names of yet because we've got, would you believe, two awesome WA artists on the on the bill for the last two songs. We're going to pop ourselves across the Nullarbor and first off, play Oceanique with their new single, Hiding From You. Now, this is the second, yes, that's right. I think this is a, pe- is a personal best for any episode. It's the second, yes, second uh, sibling duo that we're, we're playing on uh, this week's episode. Uh, Oceanique. Uh, as I said, from WA, and consist of the sisters Maddie and Jess Larkman. Um, they've been around not too long, since 2019, and are finally getting around to putting out a debut album. And this song, Hiding From You, is on it. And it's an absolutely gorgeous track at that. Um, speaking of gorgeous, the vocals are Absolutely gorgeous, just just all the way through the song. Uh, when you, when you touch, when you you know pair that 
with the uh, beautiful guitar and piano going on there. It's just honestly, it's honestly a vibe. It's a such a beautiful vibe going on with this one. Um, I also really appreciated appreciated the sort of tonal inflections that are going on, and there's some really good, nice long held notes, uh, which just overall make it such a great sort of dreamlike, you know, can sort of whisk you away in the clouds sort of song, if, if, if that sort of makes sense. Um, <laughs> it probably doesn't, but that's my best way of describing my thoughts behind that one. What I can describe in a more... Um, more grounded in a more grounded way is the fact that Oceanique just came off a five-date tour, which is pretty cool. Playing all around uh, a few different places, Albany, Fremantle, uh, Margaret River, as well as a couple of other locations. Just, yeah, having a lot of fun, I'm guessing. And um, I'm sure really letting those vo- beautiful voices shine. Finishing off our episode this time, though, is, as I said, another WA artist, Angie Coleman, with her new song, Maths which is out now. Angie, another WA artist that has also just had some shows played. She did recently did the launch gig for this particular track. Um, Angie has a little band that she has playing with her that includes um, a drummer that plays in the washing line economy, which we played last week, if you remember. Uh, and um, yeah, again, another vibey track. Um I found in this that, you know, and you'll hear it, that Angie's voice in particular is one of those voices that's very versatile because you can, she can sing a song without any accompaniment and because it's just so full of tone, it just works. But it's, it is prominent enough that it, it sounds good when you're fronting a band. And, and this song sort of showcases both sides. You've got some quiet parts that are just really just Angie and, and the guitar and then, then the full band sound coming on. And tell, speaking of full band sound, uh, there is a really cool climax to this song. And I tell you what, she <laughs> she really brings out the Stevie Nicks level of wailing. Like, it is melodramatic as hell, folks. Melodramatic as hell. Um, apart from that, though, there's some really good multi-tracking that just works brilliantly throughout the track. So, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal work in this one, Angie. Um, she's since sort of early last year really been engrossing herself in the live music scene there in Perth, uh, which is when she released her EP and has really been making the use of the fact that pretty much Perth hasn't had a lockdown. <sighs> but no, um, enjoying the most of what she can get out of the local scene, which I think is really cool. Uh, I could definitely tell that Angie's Angie's style would work well in a live live setting, which is kind of cool. It'd be cool to see those song, cool to see that, those vocals just being going all balls to the wall, wailing. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll see hear some more from Angie. Uh, but thank you for sending it in. Uh, it was Angie's manager that sent this one in. So another self sent song. Again, another reminder for you as an independent artist to send in your music to amrairplay at mail dot com. And on that iota of information, I should probably leave you all. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me. I'll be, be back next week with some more chitty chatty and interviews, uh, interviewee interviewees with the old artisty artisties. But until then, let these last two songs satisfy your bar talk cravings. We are about to play Oceanique with Hiding From You and Angie Coleman with Maths. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. I feel at ease on the road 
With my heart pressed against the wheel, always looking forward, always moving fast, faster than I feel, faster than I feel. Sinking in.
australianmusiciansradio.com